Who is going to? I don't know. Okay, I'll just make a joke now, but I don't know if your podcast will allow me. No, go on. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Go on. Who is going to drag Yuli Doche to therapy now? Oh, no. Exactly. That was a shot. Exactly. We know that. He's not going. You know, so that's what I'm saying. That in terms of. People feel it's going to be a judgment, but this is what therapy is. I always tell my clients at the beginning, especially when you have. Is the Spectrum Podcast, motherfuckers? This is the Spectrum Podcast. Hi. Hi. My name is. My name is. My name is. Name Sadie. I will give you some banana. Baby, if you got me down or not. Women can just be friends. Like a guy and a girl that are single can just be friends. Yes, yes, I do because I have guys that are just my friends like you. Wow! wow. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I felt that in my soul. You're now locked into the number one podcast on Spotify. Yes, for good reason. Another one. This is Spotify, you're welcome to the Spectrum Podcast. I'm Danny, I'm Nana, and together we are the Nano. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes, yes. This is the Spectrum Podcast. We're back, we're back. Um, back like we never left. Um, yeah, we appreciate you guys for joining us on this episode once again. This is mm-hmm. episode 87, yeah, huh. 87. Yeah, 87. we're coming up on that 100, guys. Trust yeah. me, yeah, we're yeah. Gonna, big things, big things coming on yeah. this um podcast, anyway. How have you guys been? Now, how was your week? It was good. I mean, it was okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're coming off a high from last week. <laughs> I didn't want to say yeah, I didn't want to like, my own trumpet. Like, like, okay. I mean, I don't want to say anything. I, I mean, like, about it. I, like, I saw, I saw you on, on the episode last week, and I was like, mm. hmm, all right. This is I interesting. I tried. I tried my best. I guess. Yeah, this is interesting. Yeah. But I mean, I appreciate the fact that. Um, first of, shout outs to our guests. Uh, yeah, shout outs to. to Gladys, um, Gladys and shout out to Eleanor uh, for coming through. Yeah, uh, I really appreciate them on the episode. Aside that, the fact that people really gravitated to the episode, I was, I was like, it was nice to see you like in your element, basically. Like, mm. it was nice to see you take that whole, that whole um, yeah vibe, basically. You get what First I'm of, when I even started the when I when I first listened to the episode, mm. I was like, oh god, I don't listen to myself. Yeah, talking dropped, <laughs> but once as after that first day, yeah. I didn't I didn't look at it again yeah. till Wednesday when I was in traffic and I was like, let me just look, let me just listen. Yeah. So, anyway, um, it was it was really nice. It was nice. It was yeah, nice last it was week. Nice, it was a nice episode last week, and yeah. I I really appreciated the fact that you were able to hold your own. Mm. Like you're able to like control the the whole energy like everything mm-hmm. I, I think i even sent you a message I'm like yo this yeah. was really nice to see like it was nice to see that and i think i like being in the background maybe I, maybe maybe we should do that more I no 
No, I think so. I really think so. Nope. I really think I should be in the background more. Nah. Because I liked the fact that I was able to focus more on producing no, than like, being on the episode. I like the fact that we were able to control from the back. Pause. From the back end. But no, I think it was nice for me to be in the background last week because like I was able to focus more on producing mm. than being on the episode. You get what I'm saying? Like I was able to edit without, without yeah. yeah, also it was I think I liked being I like I like being in the cut in the background, like just yeah. making sure everything was going like alright. Pause. But like, I I think um it was just nice to see that you guys were able to have that conversation. And I liked yeah. the conversation because it was you didn't keep it one sided when it was like oh mm. everybody was it was uh, yeah pandering or something. Yeah. So I liked I liked the fact that, that was that that happened. So um shout out to everybody um who showed up for the episode. Yeah. Um and yeah besides my week my week has been very um my week has been very very stressful but I think I think when you, when it comes to um when it comes to when it comes to working, mm-hmm. I, I think at this point I'm used to. I'm used yeah, to. Yeah, workaholic. Yeah, yeah. It's like at it's this just point, part I, of your life now. I mean, I, I think I think it's come to a point where I don't even like I don't even care anymore. Where it's like I, I feel like I'm just floating, like I'm just doing things basically just to like. I feel like even, I don't even know. I, I don't like even know even if when, I'm. I feel like even when you don't have work, you find work for yourself. No, I don't even. It's not. I'm mm. not even trying. It's not like I'm not even trying to find work. Like. Somehow, I had to even delegate this week. Like, oh. I had to give some of my... Or I had some, I had someone else who does writing as well. So, I had to basically just push some of my clients mm-hmm. to the person because it was it was becoming too much for me. Like, oh no, it was it is becoming too much, basically. So, yeah. I, I just had to... I just had to take my time and, like, you know what? Just, um, just, try, just try to do... Basically... Take the load off my shoulders a bit. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So I mean, um I I like the fact that I like the fact that I like the fact that I was able to do that really because sometimes when you think we just you just keep working, 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 and you you don't even know like how the, how bad is really affecting you mentally yeah. and all like it was it's really it's draining to be honest. I won't mm. even lie, it's draining. Um but yeah. Yeah. Speaking um, about mental health. Yeah, to, to think that we're talking about <laughs> mental health today, like yeah. I, I had a very, very, very <laughs> long week. It was that bad that you know I had to tell, I had to be honest with my manager on on Thursday. Mm. I told her I was like, yo, she gave me something to do, right? And I didn't. First of all, I was trying to figure out the writing aspect of what my clients, right? Yeah. And having to deal with normal work. Mm-hmm. So when she, at the time she gave me the work, I couldn't just figure out what the whole thing was about you know in accounting there's just a lot of like things i was it was confusing there's just so many numbers everywhere that i could on a normal day i'll probably sit down there and finish that thing in two hours right oh. but for some reason it just wasn't clicking I, whether i she didn't explain it well or maybe i didn't know what to do but mm. just, it was just a lot and yeah. i was just not and it was frustrating me so i just i was once i told her i was like yo this thing this is not clicking i, I and I was embarrassed to go and meet her and tell her that I've not done Why the work. I was embarrassed because I was feeling like this is something I should have done, right? Okay. But because I was so stressed, I couldn't tell her that I was so stressed from other things I was in my, yeah. in my, in my head. So it was just, I, I just felt like I should be honest with her. And she, we've had that relationship, we had that relationship, thankfully, that yeah. I can be honest with her and tell her, okay, this is what is going on, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But I just told her that, you know, I just wasn't, just wasn't making sense to me, really. So yeah. I just had to... 
um you know be, be honest with her about that part so. yeah but yeah um it's it's been a long week but that's not right here we're here yeah. to talk about mental health and yeah and we have the best person really on, yes on the line to talk about mental health yes. um with so uh without further ado um <laughs> that introduction was too long, was too long yeah <laughs> but yeah I, I needed to segue into maybe she would probably help me out with this maybe. yeah but um we have um abundantly on the line yes um and she's joining us today um she's a certified therapist yeah and um, therapist. she'll be talking to us today about men's mental health yeah and, stigma, uh, around stigma around masculinity and masculine therapy and therapy yeah. and why black men like daniel in general no, struggle to engage my name i'm, I'm pretty sure my name was not in that topic <laughs> But and the effect that has on the interaction with society. It's fine. So, Hi, Abolale. Good morning. Hi, Good morning. Hi, good morning. You're welcome. I'm fine. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome to the Spectrum Podcast. Yes, you're welcome to the Spectrum Podcast. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm sure you heard my rant. Um, but <laughs> yeah. Anyway, how? F- first of like um. We want to get to know you a bit, like yes. um, what you do, who is Abonale, and just tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah. Okay, no problem. My name is Abonale Efeturi. I'm a licensed mental health practitioner mm. based in Lagos, Nigeria. I have a private practice, okay. um, which is Care Space NG. It's a counseling and psychotherapy practice. Yeah. And we handle everything mental health for individuals, for corporates, and for families, basically. Yeah. That's what I do. Okay. Um, that was a nice introduction. But I just, I wanted to know, like, did you, was it something that you wanted to do? Or is it just something? Okay, yeah. Yeah. I mean, right from time. an interesting question. It's something I hardly talk about. So when I was going through, you know, some of the protocols i'm like okay i might have to talk about it for me uh, mental health is not um i would say it chose me you know Mm. i didn't choose it because it's a second career for me i didn't set out to be a therapist you know you mean straight up school and all of that i did something completely different i have over 10 years of experience in finance and investment wow and (laughs) Yes. And, you know, I did that for a while, but, you know, there's something, I had a burning passion for helping people. And I feel like I've been a therapist even before I was trained to be a therapist. A therapist before a therapist. I have all the core qualities. I listen. You know, I'm empathetic. Mm. I care a little too much. Mm. And, you know, in thinking of, okay, you know, something that I really love, you know, at a point, initially you start off, you know, doing a job and it's just a job you, you know, you're supposed to go through the ranks and all of that. Yeah. That was good. But then after a while, I just wanted something more passionate Yeah. rather than just going to work. And I realized, you know, this is something I have in me. This is something I think I can do. Now I had my fears because it's good enough to like something but then this is nigeria right yes so i struggle with the idea of would it make sense but at some point i realized you know i wasn't going to do anything if i wasn't passionate about it Mm. so i might as well go for it so i did you know started off getting certifications diplomas and now i have a master's in psychology wow so yeah that's what got me here yeah Yeah. so you're highly certified yeah yeah 
first off, shout out, shout out to you for like being switching from finance to therapy, to, um, therapy and psych- psychology and all of. I mean, like, what was that transition like? First off, like because we are we are also very we are finance. Yeah, we are finance. Yeah. So we are accountants. You are nice. It's nice to see you know you from moving from that side to so, yeah. Yeah, you know. Yes, I mean, I know like for everything, for every decision you need to take in life, you must take a risk. You know, that's it for me. Yeah. And I just was realistic with myself. Mm. Some people wouldn't do it, maybe because of financial reasons. You know, you don't go from certainty to uncertainty. Mm. But it was something, it was almost like, is it that I do this or, you know, I don't know what else I could do. But, you know, passion first, passion first. That's the kind of person I am. I need to care about something enough you know for to me to it. want to do it and I'm, i've not always been that way it's something i feel like developed as you get older you begin to realize you know what's important and what's not mm. you know i mean being a banker being an investment person is attractive you know the world looks at you a certain way but then being fulfilled is more important to me than you know looking good on the outside so yeah yes. it's still part of the whole personality traits that i have yeah. you know the empathetic part of me and the part that thinks mental health is important i mean while working i saw it a lot you see people and you feel like this person is really struggling they need help yeah. and you know for me the thing was at the time i didn't even know a lot of practitioners it wasn't because oh i saw somebody and i thought oh this would be good yeah. no i didn't really know much about it i just knew he exists and even if there's nobody in nigeria maybe i'll then start it but then i found out there are quite a number of people you know in the industry already not enough but we have quite a number of people yeah, yeah, not enough. Emphasis on not enough because yeah. Dr. Naya said mentioned that in the last episode where she yeah. talked about them not being enough um um people in mental the mental health yeah. space in Nigeria. I think she said about three hundred and licensed or something yes. crazy like that. About two hundred. Yeah, which is crazy. And out of the two hundred, a lot of people are, are leaving, leaving the country. Yeah. So yeah, there's that disparity obviously yes. in the space. Yes, of yeah. course, of course. Yeah. Yes. And then also, let's remember that the vast majority of Nigerians will not go for therapy, I mean, in the nearest future. <laughs> so that also helps the fact that um, there's at least, I don't know the percent, I can't say in percentage, so, you know, for sure, how, what percentage of Nigerians would go to therapy mm. for now. Yeah. So that's also an issue that, you know, over mm. time, I believe uh, we're coming around. Yeah. The generation that is aware, the generation that cares about therapy, that cares about their mental health. Yeah. I think they are the upcoming ones. So the old school people are sort of going away. And then the new generation, I feel from the 40s yeah. below, are very aware. Yeah, and then a few people, 40 to 50. And then the 50 to above, they I mean, they don't care. Them go, right? <laughs> they don't care. They, they take their problems to church. <laughs> We're going to tell the pastor they all their problems. Like pastor, yeah. <laughs> this is what's happening in my house. <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, that's, that's great. So, how long have you been um, doing like being in therapy space, like having yeah. left finance for ten years? Like, how long have you been doing um, therapy, mental health? And... I have been since um, twenty eighteen. Okay. okay. Till this time, yeah. Okay, so that's roughly four years. Four years. Yeah. Yeah. Roughly four years. Roughly yeah. Years. Okay, that's cool. That's good um okay so um so naomi is going to start yeah. with some questions first um, of, we start all right to pop out. no problem yeah first of um the reason why we actually brought you on this show um is because my co-host i feel like he needs help no no, no. stop why why do you always really see who have therapy episodes where you're making me look like i'm the one who needs help no, like no, that's not that's serious. not why we call it's a serious, the you know it's a serious thing because 
and for every conversation we have, he always has like a rough take, oh, and that take is like one percent of the one percent. Nobody okay. thinks like that. Okay, cool. So I'm unique. I don't. I can't. It's help not. It. It's not about you being unique. Okay. Right. So right. every like with everything that he says. Okay. I don't know. He's. I don't know if he's hate or he just has this imbued hatred towards things. I don't know, because even in our conversations, either he's a sexist, okay. he's a, like okay. he's a, like yeah. he's a body shamist, he's okay. a misogynist. Like oh my God. I don't know. He's just a hater. I don't know. I'm not. I don't know if you can diagnose him because <laughs> I don't know. He needs help. He needs help. You have to stop this. You have to stop <laughs> making me look like um, like I need therapy. Stop. <laughs> But you know, let me say something. When you say someone needs therapy, mm. I think it's um making light or um you know, this is part of the stigma issues we talk yes. about in mental health. Yeah. Yes. We all need therapy, you know that, right? Yes. And you know, don't say it when you say a person needs therapy, it shouldn't be said in the negative light in terms of oh, something yes. is wrong with your head. But do you, do you, <laughs> you know feel like I mean? do you yeah. feel like sometimes so when you people say, say like that, that's how it comes across. As yeah. though, you know, this person no. has a problem and then the stigma thing comes up again because when you tell a person I need therapy, the yeah. person is trying so hard to say, no, I don't. Like, it's yeah, something negative. True. true, but sometimes thank do you feel you, like some people you, need therapy more than some other people? Do you feel like that sometimes? Like, okay. some people need therapy um, more. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So. But my take is we can all benefit from therapy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now Because um, I have hardly, I've never had an experience where a person sits in a therapy seat and comes out feeling like this was worthless. Mm. I've never had it before. Wow. Everybody, even while you think there's nothing. I mean, I have a client that's like, well, I just have something light I just want to talk about. And then after two hours, they're like, Oh, I didn't know I had this much in me. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. That that happens all the time because people have never truly as a human being, you will truly never have a means of expression mm. where you speak your mind as it is without filter, without mm. fear of judgment, without um fear of hurting the other person. Yeah. So for example, you're speaking to your spouse. No matter how you feel, there are certain things you'll never say. True. Because you cannot say it well. It will never come across nicely. So you try to filter. You try to beat around the bush. You yeah. try to make it sound good. But then in a therapist, it's, they are they are objective. They are not part of your equation or your life's formula. So you can say anything. You can cause. You can. I mean, you can really speak your mind. I'm afraid. I feel scared. I'm disgusted. You can use all the words. Yeah. You know to express exactly how you're feeling at that point in time. And yes. I feel like nobody ever gets that opportunity with a friend, with a spouse, with a partner, yeah. um, with a boss, with a mom, with a dad. You can't, there are something, there are everybody in your life, you need to speak with a filter. Yeah. yeah. And then in therapy, you don't have to. Mm. It's amazing. Yes. That's nice. Must be nice. Must be nice listening to all those problems. It's yeah. not exhausting, first off. Because I feel like sometimes it's um, exhausting. Go ahead. I can hear you. Like, I feel, doesn't it get exhausting listening to people's problems all the time? Like That's why I said it's not. It's a profession of passion. You yeah, can't just yeah. go there because you heard, oh, it's profitable. Or you heard, oh, they get a lot of jobs all the time. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. You, can, you can only practice. Every therapist I've ever come across has a passion. It's not one of those... Um, Ah, this is nothing. No, they are making money. Rush there. It's not that kind of career. Yeah. You will burn out. Yeah. So if you have no passion, you can't cope. You just can't cope. 
Mm. So yeah, it's a and if you're passionate enough, trust me, um, you you can burn out, but then it takes a really long time or a really stressful situation for you to actually mm. burn out on a regular basis. So what I do is, um, of course, know your limits. Okay, exactly. in terms of no matter how busy I get, I can only take a number of sessions per day. Mm. That's one thing every therapist knows. You can't say, ah, 10 people want me. Let me just make all the money. Mm. You will burn out. Mm. You By the time you do the fourth client, trust me, the rest people, you are just going to see them and be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, can't really you can't really help because you're already done mentally oh, and yeah. you're drained. So know your limits. Know how much you can take. And then, you know, pace yourself. Yeah. Also, you can say, okay, I'll work four days a week. And then the other three days, I'm not going to take a client. And I'll go another. I mean, whatever works for individual you must know what works for you yes. that's way to prevent um burning out or getting overwhelmed mm. and also part of your training is that you do not take on your client's trauma so for example someone tells you a terrible story mm. you don't become sad and start crying you need to have a block whereby it doesn't get to your heart yeah. okay as a person I so you don't take on their pain i was going to ask that right because you said something earlier that you sometimes cared too much yeah. right so i was going to i was going yeah. to even ask like do you get to a point where it's like the story you are so connected to this story or the client or whatever the client is going through that you become almost as emotional as the person mm-hmm. because you care about the job too much or you care about the whole situation yeah. too much like so for me i care about people beyond the session yeah. this is where my own care comes in so to speak let me explain it Yes, sometimes you hear some really passionate story. Yeah. I think one of the um, stories I've heard, one of the ones that touched me the most was a client who told me their, one of their parents mm. was um, murdered by domestic staff and dismembered. Damn. Mm. And, you know, that touched me because sometimes we hear, we see these things on blogs and mm. social media and it looks like... Um, one maybe it's not real. Maybe it's over there. It's happening. Yeah. And you then sit with somebody that's experienced it firsthand. Mm. It hurts because why should a person die in that manner? You know, you can imagine being a child of such a person. Yeah. How would it feel? And yeah. that touched me. But then um, beyond touching me, where my care comes in is I do follow up some of my clients. Now, this is where I go over and beyond. Yeah. For example, we might have talked about, oh, I have this plan. I want to do this. It might not be something of now. Yeah. And then maybe six months time, I'll remember, oh, X, Y, Z person said, oh, they wanted to do this. I'll check in. I'll be like, oh, how is it going? Is mm. it working out? Yeah. And I hear good news. And, you know, yesterday I texted a client and they were trying to travel. I mean, this is long ago. This person was like, I want to travel. I want to do this. And they were like, oh, yeah, I didn't mention it. I got my visa mm. and I'm leaving next week. You know, that mm. kind of thing. Mm. So I like to I like to feel like, okay, even when the sessions are over, at the end, knowing that things are happening for you, knowing that, you know, things are going as planned yeah. helps me. Mm. And, you know, every client always appreciates that check-in. So, yeah. I mean, I don't take it. I mean, it hurts for the moment, but then it's not like something that takes me into days and months. Yeah, yeah. no, it doesn't do that to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. I wanted to ask this question about this um, therapist. There's this privilege that you're not supposed to share. Client's privilege. Uh, client's therapy privilege. Or something. I think something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So if, confidentiality. Yeah, confidentiality. Something like, like if your client does a terrible thing now, let's say mother. Yeah. Are you are you allowed to like go and report to the police or 
you are still going to keep it as being as confidentiality yes um um by law you know confidentiality can be broken even that is communicated to your clients for example if a client tells me oh i already have my rope hanging and by 12 midnight i'm going to hang myself mm. i cannot say confidentiality somebody has to be informed it has to be reported so that if it happens or whatever at least when you're trying to help the person or the person say oh i'm going to hurt somebody else yeah that needs to be reported mm. if the person is i mean there are some things that you can break confidentiality for example if a person gets into a court case and the lawyer says okay based on this person this person they say they've been in therapy with you that means they have maybe they have a mental illness for example mm. and we need to see their record you know what how did their session go what did they talk about we need to see your report because we prepare a report for every session right mm. to document yeah. oh this is what they came for this what it's not for any we just document it's part of the procedure yeah. you document this so that even in Two years time somebody comes back you can refer and say oh on so so day this person came here this was what they were dealing with this was how they were feeling oh they felt better after one week you know things like that yeah. and and by law the court is saying we need so and so document you have to release it mm-hmm. but you know to be honest all these things we're talking about are more international than local oh. because in nigeria those are the um, some of the challenges in this profession the, the procedures, yes, you know what it is, but then it's almost like, I mean, abroad, if a child comes to school with scars on their body, meaning that they were maybe abused at home, beaten by parents yes. or something, there's a procedure in terms of, okay, the school, the class teacher can call the school psychologist or the school counselor, do you understand? Yeah. School counselor will call social service, social service will, I mean, it's very... It's a smooth procedure, right? Yeah. But here it's like you're going to really stress yourself and burn out trying to get the procedures done. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like those are some of the challenges, but ordinarily that is what is obtainable. Confidentiality can be broken if um, somebody is going to be in arm's way or if the client is going to arm themselves. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. So we're just going to ask you like quick five questions, which are going to either yeah. confirm or deny. So you're going to confirm or deny. Quick five yeah. questions. These are therapy, um, therapy misconceptions. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So Go quick ahead. five. Quick five. Okay. So the first one. Um, therapists don't like when their clients are too happy. <laughs> <laughs> confirm or deny. Confirm or deny. <laughs> I didn't hear that. Please. Okay. Therapists don't like when their clients are too happy. Confirm or deny? I'm too happy. Hmm. Deny. De- deny. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, therapists are never in therapy. Confirm or deny? Deny. deny. Okay. They are denying a lot too. Okay. <laughs> okay. Are therapists fixers or healers? Hmm. Is that is that a confirm or deny? Because. Oh, I didn't hear that. Are therapists fixers or or healers? Fixers or healers. I think those are too. Those are too huge. You know. Yeah, they are too. They are, <laughs> any, they are too any close. human being cannot say, "I can fix you. I can heal you." Mm. We are not God, but we are helpers. Helpers, not helpers. fixers, not okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. I like that. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. So therapists hate Zoom therapy sessions. <laughs> Confirm or deny. <laughs> 
Did therapy you, what? Hate Zoom therapy sessions. They hate? Yes. Therapies hate Zoom therapy. Oh, I'm denying. Oh, you like Zoom? Oh, okay. Oh, I love it. Oh, wow. I love anything online because, <laughs> I mean, COVID has taught us something. Mm-hmm. We don't need to stress ourselves to get things done. You know, that's what I've found with recent times in terms of, you know what it is to go through two hours traffic just to have one hour session. Especially <laughs> <laughs> in this Lagos. You know, so I prefer, I mean, if network, everything is fixed, why not? I don't see any difference in the outcome. Uh, but but you people, know, whether it's physical or online. But some people will say that like the connection is not the same. Like mm. it doesn't feel like and sometimes to the client. I just think it's it's clients. For me as a therapist, I don't have an issue. I think it's the clients who thinks. I I just feel like it's a it's something we have conditioned ourselves to feel like we have to be in the room. Yeah. You know, it's just like working from home. There is no difference when you are doing your work on your laptop at home and you are doing it in the office. To be honest, you get more done. Yeah, yeah. true, true. So I just feel it's a mindset. However, some people still are um, um, bent on, I want to see you face to face, which is fine. And I chat differently. When you are seeing me online, it's cheaper than when you are seeing me in person. Ah, mm, okay. okay. All right. I, yeah. guess, I guess we'll run. Nice to know. Nice, nice to, know. to know. We'll book you for <laughs> online session. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, so the last one is um, therapist Loki counts down to the client's time running out. I think this is the name. They... <laughs> therapist what? The Loki countdown to the client's time running out. Um, some do. Um, mm. I agree, but personally, I deny. Okay. 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 So you, de- yeah. so you denied everything. You denied everything. Like, <laughs> I didn't, well, I mean, I'm just telling my truth because when it comes to time, let me tell you personal experience. You see, our profession there's a Western concept and there's a local concept here. Okay. When you come in, of course, you are trained do this. My master's is from a school in the UK, so it's not even Nigeria. Okay. But at the end of the day, by the time you see that, see, it cannot work in this place yeah. that we are talking. You know, you see some things I realize that the local context cannot be forgotten. When I'm having a session, if I'm dedicated to have a session with you, I always leave time. So because people, Nigerians, I mean, every client I've had, it's only like maybe two or three that have ever been to therapy before. Mm. Outside that, everybody's like a first-timer, first-timer, first-timer. Okay. And these people come with 30 years, 40 years worth of trauma. trauma. Hmm. Wow. That's a lot to unpack. And, oh. and they are telling you about when I was five, when I was seven, this person is 37 now. Jeez. When I was two, when and you are i mean you can tell that they can't you can't just do abroad is 45 minutes actually it's not even one hour you use 15 minutes to do your paperwork and 45 minutes mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay you can go and they're very true to time but i realize in nigeria and africa you can't do that to people and nigerians also we understand our economic situations yeah. it made it took a lot for people to pay you so sometimes you just want to let them feel like they got their money's worth so i usually yeah. exit one hour so for me, most of my clients, I do one to two hours. So it can be one hour, 30 minutes, one hour, 45 minutes. I've done two hours, yes. But I try not to exceed two hours because then we'll begin to ramble. We're not going to get much done if we keep talking beyond a certain hours. Yeah. You begin to lose your um, focus and begin to just, I mean, go off track yeah. if you do two longer sessions. So the sessions must be broken down so that each time is effective. Don't give too much. Don't load them with too much. Mm. So that they can come back next, you can take some more and take some more and take some more. Yeah. Yeah. 
and the check you keep cut, you keep cutting you that check. <laughs> yeah, that that part is important too. Mm. Trust me, my profession, I don't talk about checks seriously. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's really, it's really, um, what's the word? It's not some. It's the value. It's invaluable what you get from a therapy session. Very much invaluable. Mm. So my so. my word is always what's the cost. <laughs> you need to calculate the cost of um, unhappiness, of disunity, mm. of displeasure. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. So let's go into the questions proper. Yeah, the questions proper. All right, go ahead. I'm here. Right. Your experience so far. Who would you say makes up most of your client clientele, men or women? And women, please, of course. Women. Okay. And please tell us why you think that is. Because it is. <laughs> <laughs> and secondly, um, you know, statistically, over seven hundred thousand people take their lives annually. Hmm. Two two thirds of that demography are men. Mm-hmm. And that is that means one person dies every forty minutes, I think, or forty seconds. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's men. Why? Because men do not speak up enough. Women are you know communicators. Women talk more. Women like to communicate. Women like to speak. Women like to you know when things get really hard, a woman will open her mouth and talk. Yeah. But a man can really hold in so much. Yes. For so long and do nothing about it. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's true. That's that's pretty accurate. Accurate. Yeah, <laughs> that's accurate. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we. I feel like men have, which we are going to get into. Why? Uh-huh. I mean, that's why we're doing this episode, right? The way the way the society kind of like has shaped men to think and how to move. I I understand why. The you understand? It's just there's just a certain yeah. we're held to a different standard basically. That's that's just where I put it. Um, it's sad, but like, we're just held to a different standard. And um, yeah, we need to speak more. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so in your last, you alluded to this already, but I just wanted to know, like, do you think masculinity is toxic and is dangerous to society? Oh my god! Being that men always keep in all their emotions. <laughs> I don't see the need to go for therapy. I'd like to hear a view on this. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, I don't think masculinity is toxic. I think toxic masculinity is a social construct. It's something that we came up with. I mean, humans, maybe feminists, I don't know, or maybe LGBTQ um society because i feel you begin to hear masculinity toxic masculinity with Mm. a new era and i don't think it's a thing so i feel like masculinity is valuable femininity is valuable Mm -hmm. everybody has a role and i believe in gender roles as well because i feel like if you what is masculinity let's even define it what's the dictionary meaning of masculinity Mm. is a set of attributes behavior and roles associated with more men and boys yeah. Yeah. and if we say masculinity is negative that means there are no attributes that make you a man there are no behaviors that make you a man there are no roles that make you a man yeah. in our society of course we see it everywhere in the military military is based on masculinity Yes. yes, it is. They are said, that's why, you know, everybody in the army, you know, 90% are men. The women that are there, I don't even think they go to the war front. They just do one or two things in the military. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, 
there are certain things that makes you a man and there are things that make you a woman. So I don't think it's toxic. Now, are there toxic men? Yes, there are. But I, do, I would not like to say it's a general thing. Toxic uh, masculinity is negative. No, masculinity is very important. Yeah. It's very necessary. Yeah, in the society. So, yeah, that's my take. Now, now you're actually the first woman. Uh, maybe it's because you're a therapist. But you're the first woman who has probably admitted to this. In Like, I've not... I've not heard somebody actually say it this way because for the longest men, it, it kind of seems like men are getting a bad rap to like being a man now or being manly is now looked upon as something negative. Like you should, oh, you should. Is it because exactly. Of, I yeah, didn't want to go there. Yeah, I'm just wondering I, why is that so? Yeah. So because, at the same time, at yeah. the same time, let me tell you, even in therapy, I hear women say things like my husband is more man enough. And I'm like, but this is the same world I say Maybe, a man is yeah. too masculine. Yeah. We need it. So, There's yeah. no woman that wants a man, except, I mean, maybe people in the LGBTQ community <laughs> that are okay with men being more feminine yeah. and, you know, women being more neutral. I don't know. But then, other than that, a man wants his woman to be feminine. He wants A man wants, a woman wants her man to be masculine. masculine. You know, in certain areas. At yeah. home, there are gender roles. In families, there are gender roles. Yeah. There's the role of a father and there's the role of a mother. And you can't say, uh, you know those things where we make on themselves king and all those things. Yeah. I don't care what. It's not about paying bills. It's about you can't do what a man does. will do. And yeah. any child that is raised by a woman, any man raised by a woman, mm. comes out different. It doesn't matter the intention. Whether your father died, yeah. your father left. Yeah. There's always an outcome that you will know that it's a woman who raised this man. Yeah. Mm. He's lacking something. And a, He's yeah, lacking something. Yeah. There's something lacking. Yeah. So masculinity is a thing. And it's God-given. That's what I believe. I don't think it's... Um, even in the Bible, Adam and Eve, mm. it was clear-cut. There was no, you know, gray area. We know what Adam stood for. We know what Eve stood for. So, yeah, yeah I don't... I just think it's something that, you know, the society speaks on. And, you know, the way it is, it's an agenda. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know where it's going to take us, though. I, I think feminism had a lot to do with that. The feminist movement had a feminist. lot to do with it. Exactly. Feminist, with, yeah. I think so. I think it had so a lot true. to do with that. Yeah. Actually, like this, the third, fourth wave, it, it had a lot the to extremists. do with that. The ex- yeah, they've taken it to a point where it's like you being a man now is bad. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, so have, I feel like even maybe the next generation now being a man will be like negative. Yeah, I think there's this part where we want women, we want men to not be soft. Yeah, we want men to you know. There's this, I think it's even this, uh, what's it called, this cross-gender thing. Yeah. Where you are looking and you're wondering, is this a man or a woman? Mm. People like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I really don't know oh, why. No. I don't know why. And, and yeah. there's a trade-off, actually. The, if you notice, the women are becoming more masculine than feminine. Because they are not, yeah. it's, it's not like, okay, since the men are no longer stepping up, women now have to step up. Women are not having a good time with that either. They're yes, not enjoying it. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. We're not we're not talking about that. People don't want to talk about the fact that women are not exactly enjoying. No woman enjoys a man that you know operates in such a way. I mean they are good friends, but they are not good partners. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. You know what? Uh, I like the fact that this is coming from a therapy. So now these are the things that I say sometimes, and Naomi calls me. Naomi calls me a misogynist, is a sexist. I'm like, this how? Is not, this is not what he says. Oh. This, this is just, just the things no, I see on this episode. I'm glad this is coming from a therapist. No, because therapy that's right. If I no. if I had a master's in psychology, you would not tell me this. Like this is not what he says. Oh, I need to go and get a master's in psychology. That's what it means. But shout out to you. Thank thanks for answering that question. Um you're okay. welcome. Um, so I think this, this also leads to um, the questions. Yes. Um, the, my next question, basically. 
um, you know, in your own like in your own experience, having worked with a different number of clients, like would you say you find it more difficult getting men to open up in your therapy sessions? Mm, one thing with therapy, I'll tell you, is whenever a person reaches out for help, yeah, there is a level of open heart they have already. Okay. Okay. For me to call you and say, I want you to help me. I want a therapy session. Mm. Means you have thought it through and you have, I mean, therapy, the major ingredient is come and open up, right? Yes. That's what you need to do. So, of course, when you are talking, maybe for the first session, you know, we don't know each other. It's quite um, awkward sometimes. Yeah. You know, as a therapist, I jump right in and I know how to get my clients started in terms of make you feel comfortable, make you talk to me. You know, like we're talking now, we're like friends, even though we don't know each other. Yeah. But, um, you know, make you comfortable and all that. Well, it happens for both men and women because, you know, sometimes it's just weird. You're talking to someone you don't know from Adam mm. and you're telling them your deepest secrets. It could be a challenge, but then eventually people do open up. So, yes, men do open up, but I think it's a general challenge where first timer. And, of course, for a man, what I notice is sometimes, you know, they are auditing the things they are saying. You know, they hold back a bit, yeah. not letting out the major information first. Mm. But of course, like, you know, therapy sessions, hardly do I have one session with the person. Because I feel like one session cannot help you, cannot get you the results you want. Yeah. So we usually have a couple, at least three. I always recommend three for a start. And then after then, people then go ahead and have seven, eight, some end at three, some end at five, some, you know. So it depends. So of course, at the beginning, they're holding back a bit, they're trying to you know, weigh your energy, are you judgmental? Mm. Would you look at me some way? Sometimes everybody feels embarrassed. Imagine you have to tell your deepest secrets, you know, to somebody. To or tell somebody how often you masturbate and just think, for example. You know, I've heard things like that in therapy and it's hard to say, to be honest. It's not because it's a man, it's just hard to say your most shameful act yeah. or something you're not proud of. So yeah, they hold back. But then for the fact that they are the ones initiating the contact it's not always a challenge. Where there's a challenge is when you have like a couple situation. So the woman comes and somehow she's trying to drag her husband into session or her mm. boyfriend yeah. into session. So there you find a lot of resistance because you can tell that sometimes they will come to session and be like, mm, I told my husband, don't don't say just, I just told him I want him to listen in. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's already giving him that perspective that you don't need to say much, just come out be there and then me i come with my own work and start asking him questions the man is looking at her like but you said i'm just listening yeah. yeah you know that kind of thing so whenever it's not their own um, initiation it's a little harder but sometimes they still come around eventually so yeah mm. Mm, okay yeah. so they, they already had their guard down them asking yeah. you them wanting to do therapy already yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense yeah so the fact that you thought it through and said i need this yeah it helps but then we still have more female clients than ma male, male clients. Male clients. Mm. If you had to do a ratio of yours, how what would be that ratio? 6 to 40, 70, 10? Ah. What do you say? If you had to do a ratio of, of your own clients, like male, male to female, would that be like 70, 30, 60, 40? Uh, 70, 30. 70, 30. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's not weird how men are the ones we are the ones killing ourselves, <laughs> but we still don't. Anyway, we'll get into that. Okay. Um. Yeah. So with focus being on therapy, um, black men in in particular, right? Um, the idea of like being masculine, like, and how that like helps you like 
be mentally tough and all of that like but on the flip side you you kind of have like you become emotionally unavailable especially to like um the other sex right or maybe in relationships or interactions and then you have all that like popped up in your chest like you have all these things like in your head in your like you have a lot of things on your mind and then you kind of resort to an outlet and most times the outlet is usually violence or like having to do things that are like you said you may not be proud of maybe drinking um smoking mm. kind of like getting too vices yeah. basically just to and that's how men re- typically do it like this kind of like emotions right like how much of that um has contributed to the insane levels of toxicity um that men are starting to like exude in the culture today okay so what i think regards to that if i have you clearly you said men being uh, masculine makes them invulnerable right yes 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 and um i don't know i don't think there's any research that backs up the fact that masculinity has anything to do with mental toughness Mm, okay i don't think so i don't think so your training can make you tough. So, for example, if you are in military, you might get some training that makes you mentally tough. But ordinarily, being just because you are a man, masculinity, from what we defined, has nothing to do with mental toughness. Mm. That's what I know. And I think it's just an assumption that a man is mentally tough. A man just knows how to soak things in. And then, if you might, if you ask me, I mean, I don't have any statistics backing this up. But I'll say a woman is more mentally tough than a man. I think so too. Okay, I like to hear I would your say argument. That. I, like to I would say argument. a woman is more mentally tough. And men are emotionally weak. But we True. don't talk about it. True. We don't talk about it. So the world has told them to be tough. But they are the weakest. Speaking up is strength. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you really look at even life experiences that women have to go through. Mm-hmm. Women are taking in a lot more. Yes. And they have to deal with a lot more. But then, you know, but I feel like the society also, now this assumption you said now, everybody believes it, that ah, as a man, you'll be mentally tough. Yeah. And that's something that that is really draining them, that makes them, even vulnerability is strength. It's strength for me to come and tell you, see, this is how I'm feeling, or this is what's happening with me, or this is what I experienced. A woman will really say that with no shame attached. Yeah. You know, somebody was telling me, I was talking with a friend and mm. a colleague in the industry and said, you know, they had a session with a couple and the lady came and said, this is what happened, this is what happened, blah, blah. I think they are not, they are not married, but maybe engaged or something. Mm. And this will happen, that happened. And then the man came in for his own session and talked and talked and talked. And the lady talked about, she cheated on the man right yeah and it's in the past yes i assume that he has forgiven me but it seems like he hasn't forgotten and the man came in for the session talked and talked about his grievances as well yeah and never mentioned the fact that my girlfriend cheated oh you know what that is ego he even couldn't he couldn't say it with his mouth that this is what she did but he complained about everything else but he mentioned that fact Mm. but she has said it already openly that this is what i did Mm. you know two years ago or something and I'm saying, you know, sometimes and when a person doesn't speak like that, you are careful in trying to drop it and say, but your girlfriend said she cheated, mm. you know, because you're about to injure the ego that you have been yeah. protecting since morning. Yeah. So, 
you know, things like that. Yeah. Women are vulnerability is strength. I don't know how you see, but vulnerability yeah, is exactly a lot of strength to say, This is what I've done, this is who I am. Yeah. But then men don't like to go there. And it's not because masculinity means you are mentally strong. That's why a man will drink. A woman will soak in so much and not go um, the way of using a, an unhealthy coping skill like taking drugs, yeah. marijuana, um, alcohol, all that. A man will easily run to that. Even um, promiscuity yeah. is a yes. cry for help. That's yes. what I think. A man that sleeps around is having deep emotional issues. It's not because he's a hot guy. Yeah. It's just a way of coping. So he gets it in different... He's having challenges in his marriage. He can't talk about it. So he runs to another woman. Mm. So that's weakness. That's not strength to me. Yeah. Mm. So being able to face it, I don't know. This is what I'm going through. This is, you know, maybe my wife no longer listens to me. Therefore, I need to go to somewhere and worship. You know, so... Yeah, it's not really yeah. strength. I think it's men are not, and that's so. Going back to what you were saying, is men are not everybody has emotional strength is determined by different factors how we were raised, where we were born, the experiences we have had. See, if you have gone through so much hustle in your life growing up, mm. little things will not move you when you get older. Do you understand? Yeah. Does it mean you are completely healed? No, but it means that you can take in so much more. But a person that's had a sweet, good life might not be able to yeah. cope, you know, yeah. in that situation. So um, that's what, you know, I think about mentally strong. And also, there's a point I wanted to make. You see, even heartbreak, okay? Yeah. The society feels like when there's a breakup, maybe a relationship, marriage, you know, whatever, it's only, it's only the woman that suffers. Okay, but mm. also men suffer. But the problem is, despite has told us, if a woman leaves you, shake it off. Do you understand? Yeah. That man is dying of heartbreak. It doesn't matter, you know, being a man does not mean that your wife leaves you, you won't feel it. Your girlfriend leaves you, you won't feel it or something. But then there's this, I've had people call me and say, you know, I feel this way. A man calling for heartbreak, oh, yeah. you know, and then it's like, I can't tell my friends because they're like, guy, how can you be... Yeah. crying over girlfriend how can you be crying over but the man wants to cry yeah do you get what i mean so i feel like if the site is more receptive knowing that male female does not mean that things don't happen to us yes. everybody ha goes through experiences in life and your gender does not immune you from feeling everybody yes. feels and sometimes you know if we're all mentally aware you are mentally aware i am mentally aware the next person is mentally aware meaning that um we can all understand that everybody is feeling. So when somebody brings up their own feeling, we don't discredit it, we don't invalidate it, or we don't make it look like, ah, how can, how possible. And sometimes we like to um, rationalize. So we are looking at, ah, is it big enough to decide? Is it small enough to decide? Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. When a person says, I struggle, that's what my session, my session, I don't come and say this is big. Some people have come to me for things I think, ah, you can sit at home and just go through this on your own now. It's not a big deal. But if a person has said, I need help with this, no matter how small it matters, people take their lives for a lot less. For yeah. things that we consider inconsequential, for things that kids kill themselves for being bullied in school. Yeah, yeah. We're all bullied now. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. But there are people that have taken their lives over the same thing you went through, that you look over and you laugh over. You know what I mean? So yeah. 
you don't rationalize. You don't say it's big, it's small. Anybody comes to you with any concern, listen. Everybody can do that. You don't need to be a professional. Everybody can do that. Listen and say, I'm sorry. Okay, what do you need me to do for you? Mm. Or do you think I should get help for you? Emotional intelligence. Everybody should, everybody should be able to do that. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Okay. I love the answer that you gave for that. Um, okay. It really made sense. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Are you sure this one it is hard for you to say you agree? She's a therapist. No, she's a therapist. No, it's not about she. No, no, no. She she made some points, but I think the um the part about okay, I think yeah, I I I think you showing strength is actually you actually opening up and telling somebody this is what you're going through Mm -hmm. and like so that you can actually get proper help. Mm -hmm. I'm with you on that. But I don't know if I don't know if guys really feel. Um, I think again, which will lead me to my next question, right? I, I think there's a there's a there's a part where men feel like they don't want their uh, their their insecurities to be weaponized, like used yeah. as a weapon against them. There's there's that that men don't really like talking yeah, about. Yeah, it can be. See, what you are talking about insecurities yeah. being used against you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can use my insecurities against me. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody can use it. It has nothing to do with gender. Mm-hmm. You know. But I think men but, care about it more. But at the end of the day, it's. I think it's a. A therapist is not the one using it against you. It's maybe your friend, your yeah. husband, your cousin, your colleague, or something. Your therapist is not going to use your insecurity against you because their job is to listen to your insecurities and help you out. Yeah. So that assumption, I mean, even if I wanted to, let's even say you are my client, even if I wanted to, who do I know is related to you to even go and gossip your matter to? Yeah. True. How do I even start? I don't take your I don't take your home address. I don't take your statistics to say, okay, who is your mother, who is your father, so that I can call them and say, see you, what Labada said. It doesn't work like that. So at the end of the day, I can't a trained person would never you know so that's using it against you are people in your environment and sometimes it's even an assumption you have or maybe it's not they will use it against you maybe your ego is too big because you don't want them to see you in that light Mm -hmm. but is ego bad i want to ask this is ego at the end of the day you don't want them to see you as that person that you know does xyz or you know some that is struggling with this or is going through this so at the end of the day Women, like I said, women are more vulnerable. Yeah. And they don't mind you knowing their secrets and so what. But do you think, but do you think, do you think why women are so vulnerable is because society is very accepting of their vulnerability than men? I, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. I think the society is more yeah, acceptable yeah. to women's because, vulnerability because than when you, men. Because when you hear you might... at the same time, okay. at the same time, I feel like if more men start speaking up, okay? Yeah. If you have a friend who goes to therapy... Yeah. And you have another friend that doesn't see a big deal in it. And you have another friend. You may not come, I'm not saying tell your problems to the world. Yeah. But what we all need is just have one person or two people where we can share. Yeah. Where we can go without a mask on our face and be ourselves. Yeah. With. Everybody needs it. But, I, but you know, if you keep having this perfect, that's why nobody, no human impresses me as a therapist. Nobody impresses me. Because mm. I don't care how perfect you try to paint yourself, you dress well, you look good, you... See, everybody, all of us are dealing with something. We are struggling. Yeah. And life is not going to be easy. There's nobody that's getting it, having it all figured out. That's why I see billionaires, wealthy people, still going into rehabilitation, depression, yeah. uh, you know, things like that. 
because something will trouble you as a human being. Mm -hmm. And the earlier we realize that. So I don't know why you're holding yourself so high, thinking the next person is not going through anything. Yeah. Therapists go to therapy. I have somebody I talk to. Yeah. So it's not because, oh, I don't... It's not enough to say I know the coping skills. No, I just want to say something. Mm. And I need mm. to say it to somebody. And I need another perspective. You're not perfect. Mm. You never know. You, you can't know everything completely. So that's what um, it is all about. We need to admit. We need to have a cognitive restructuring to know that, see, no matter how... It's like social media, you know presses people's neck and you know somebody is trying to show up a relationship or show up something mm. and you really think they have it all together really mm. just have it blank in your mind that nobody has it all together yeah. yeah and when you know that that the next person is not perfect the next person is not perfect yeah. then it becomes you don't feel you don't carry shame for your own struggles yeah yeah. And then you don't have to tell the world. That's the thing. People feel like I have to go and do a broadcast. You don't need to do a broadcast. Go to therapy if you want. If you don't want anybody in your family to be in the know of your struggles, go to an independent person yeah. and get the help you need. Pay for it. Get the help you need. And nobody will ever find out. Mm. True. Mm. Mm. Instead of dying alone. Or if you can't do that, find a trusted ally. And everybody must have a support system. It doesn't matter how much therapy you go for. Who is that one person in your life that you are unashamed? Yeah. If you don't have, you must find one person that you can really be yourself. You can tell them I'm broke. Yeah. You can tell them I don't have anything. You can tell them I borrowed money. You can like you can say anything too, and they will not shame you. Mm. They will correct you, you know, in the most kind way, but they will not shame you for it. Yeah, it's important. We can't all keep, you know, um, friends that. I mean, at the end of the day, the value of friendship is lost when all your friends are people that you show up for in a certain way you can't just sit down relax and be yourself yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah that's it i, I like that um we're, we're going to break now we'll come back i wanted to talk this last part where you talked about having a friend who you can actually be real with and like mm. be yourself and like be vulnerable as, yeah, as, uh, yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about that after the break yeah um yeah this is this has been very very yeah, educative yes um so we'll be back we'll, we'll go on a break and then we'll come back yeah We're back. back. We're back. Yeah. So um, no, so yeah, no. I, I wanted yeah, uh, call back to uh, why I wanted to highlight um before the break, you spoke you spoke about having a friend that is like um like I'm vulnerable, at, like in an open space, yeah. like a safe space where you can just go in yes. and have those conversations, mm. and I think that's very yeah. very important, really, yeah. because um. For someone like me, I have a lot of friends where it's like, okay, I have friends for certain things. I have of friends course. that I know that, okay, yeah, we can hang out, we can chill, there's vibe, but it pretty much ends there. Like, I don't, I know I'm not going to call you or like yeah. when, when I'm, when I feel like I'm, the whole world is crashing, crashing down or yeah. I'm not going to call you when I feel like, um, I, I can't be vulnerable with you basically because the relationship we have is on vibes basically yeah, it's like you just have and then time. some people don't have the capacity to also help you they are just yes. not those people exactly yeah. and that's okay it's okay to have different kinds of friendship yeah. the one that when you talk of when you're having career challenges you can call that can you know the person is more business savvy or yeah. more 
you know, career savvy. Yeah, that works. Yeah. And then you have the one that you can hang out with. But the one that you cannot fail to yeah. have is the one that, you know, and it might not be, when I say friend, it doesn't have to be friend anyway. It could be your brother. Yeah. It could be your sister. It could be somebody in your family that you know that this person stands out and this person can hold me down, mm. you know, if I'm struggling. So when I say friend, it doesn't have to be an outsider all the time. Mm. But then you you can have all these other ones which is good. But then as you get older, you realize that you begin to shed some of these hangout friends yeah. Yeah, because man. it no longer serves you. Yeah. And your life is not about hangouts anymore. But I feel like, you know, I don't sh- anybody that has such, that's fine. But while having all of that, you cannot be in the midst of crowd and have nobody mm. that is tangible. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is wrong. Yeah. You know, you can have all of that, but always make sure that you still have those other ones that. And then sometimes even these your friends that hang out friends might be the cost of your pressure because yeah. you are trying to keep unknown to them, unbeknownst to them, or, unbeknownst to them, they might be because of the things they probably say. Yeah. But they might say some things and you're like. Hmm, that's something I struggle with. But you yes, you but can't say anything about it because it's like, oh, you don't tell like the guy who is going to... Exactly, yeah, exactly. So. so maybe if you think your friend is too cool for you, please, I think it's time to go out to be sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want a friend that intimidates me to four seven. I have yeah. people who maybe are doing better than me, maybe financially and otherwise, but yeah. the moment I feel like your relationship is pressuring me, yeah, it's done. Yeah. Yeah. If I can't, cause being myself is so. I mean, I mean, most women might not be like that, but for me, being myself is so important. No matter where you are, I want to feel free with you. That's me. Yeah. If I can't feel free with you anymore, then I'm sorry, I can't live up to your expectations. Yeah. Mm. 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 That's that's real. That's real. That's real. Yeah. Um, I I, I think for me, right? I I think I'll say I'll say this. I think there are few people on that list that I know I can go to, which is rare because mm. sometimes I. Again, maybe that's maybe that's where like mm. my masculinity can be toxic. Where it's like sometimes I just want to not just. I feel like if I can, if I go through the motions alone, I can come out on the other side, and then it's I cannot okay. tell you oh. what really what really happened or why I was feeling this way. But yeah, in, but let me tell you what I realized with that is yeah. that I mean, lots of people. I've been there. I can say. I mean, I'm not now trying to sound like an old person yeah. or anything. Yeah, it's fine. It's but fine. I've been in that place where I feel like. You know, you want to have your life all figured out. Yeah. And then the day I let go of all of that, whereby I realized, you know, where you want to control the narrative, you want to control perception, you want to control mm. how they see you, yeah. you want to control how you... No, you would, you would drown. Mm. And I wear my imperfections with pride these days. So, yeah. 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 yeah that, I don't that, try to make strange. everybody see me as great. You know, yeah. sometimes it just makes life easier when you realize that me too i'm not okay so yeah. all of us are not okay <laughs> yeah and it's okay yeah, so, yeah. yeah. it's okay it's, you know? it's okay not to be okay yeah, yeah. It's okay not yeah. To be okay. yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. shout out to abena yeah. that anyway um so yeah what, what i was driving out was sometimes you have it, it's bad that sometimes we have to deal with things like that where it's like okay you want to figure this out like yeah. go through the motions on your own be quiet like when i'm feeling those kind of emotions sometimes i just want to be on my own yeah. and like just go through yeah i understand that i understand that then but i come back going to, if, um I, sorry i hope i'm not cutting you no, off no no, no 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 it's fine um um, I understand what you are saying, whereby you want to go through it and then talk about it. Yeah, later. yeah. That would, that is. Are you married? No, <laughs> no. Why did you ask? <laughs> okay. So that is very nice for a single man. Yeah. yeah. But when you are in 
certain i mean that could work for maybe your friendships and all yeah. of that but there are certain intimate relationships that you will struggle with this thing you're talking about mm. you can't let your wife wait till next year when you get another job to tell her you were fired last year mm. do you get what i mean mm. Mm. Yeah. you can't keep somebody else that loves you in the dark simply because you're trying to hold it in yeah you're right. you know oh. it's not because of money self it's just because let me help you i'm here for that why would you pull such a thing in and say oh, i want to come out on the other side before i tell you it's not going to work yeah. in that situation yeah mm. so that's why i'm saying that you know it depends on the circumstance yes with friendships and all that yeah you can hold it you might not tell your mother something happened to you you come out and tell her oh i had accident thank god i'm okay mommy but you cannot hold your wife in the dark when you're hospitalized for two weeks that you yeah. had an accident yeah okay what of relationships like relationships yeah. okay i'm glad you asked that yeah like uh, so, boyfriend to girlfriend so that's what i mean but it depends on the relationship yeah. there are some people that why would you hold it in and say oh i'm trying to come out on the other side if i speak on it mm. Mm. i see so, yeah that, that makes sense yeah that makes sense that makes sense yeah. but is there is there a space is there a place for people dealing with problems the best as far as it's not unhealthy is that mm. is there a place for that where it's like this is how i know how to get to it because sometimes right they may not be able to <coughs> properly articulate maybe what's yeah. going on and then they probably might say it in the wrong way it may come off wrong in the wrong way and then the other person is now offended because i've had that right i've had that kind of scenario with um with people close to me where it's like it comes off the wrong way and mm. because i don't want to come off the wrong way or say things that i don't mean or like yeah i rather just you know deal with this shit quietly and then when i'm proper when i'm maybe in a better space you know i'm not saying i'm not putting a time to it but at least three four days later i'm like okay you know maybe i can tell you what's going on you get what i'm saying so i don't know if there's a space for that or it's like you always you always have to yeah tell Tell the person okay, what's okay. I guess what you mean now. Yeah, that's um, what like I mean. Like I said, mental health. Let me, uh, let me. Uh, maybe I should do this little explanation. There's okay. mental health. Yeah. And there's mental illness, right? Mm-hmm. Mental illness must be diagnosed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So mental illness is a person can say I'm depressed. We all people say it all a lot. Everybody is not depressed. Oh. You might be intensely sad, yeah. but you might not be depressed. Why? Yeah. Because there's a, a diagnostic criteria. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So for you to pass for depression, you have to be depressed over a period of time. Mm. Because you have been sad two weeks, they're not going to say you are depressed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> depressed is a very. You have to have quali- mm. you maybe I think yeah. it's three months. I, I'm not sure. I don't have my DSM right here, but you know, there's a DSM which is a diagnostic manual. Okay. That tells you for every mental illness before you can say a person is bipolar, you have to meet criteria. Yeah. Before you can say a person has um, um, depression, they have to meet a criteria. Before you can declare and say this is an eating disorder, you have mm-hmm. to meet some criteria. Before you can say this person has ADHD, there has to be a criteria. That's mental illness. Naomi says she has ADHD. Sidebar. <laughs> Who is that? Naomi, my co says she has ADHD. And that's because... People, people, do, people do self-diagnosis. But yeah. Sometimes, they are not hard things now. You can Google it. That's what's the criteria for ADHD. Yeah, she's not yet Google. She's just, just like listening. deficit and hyperactivity. No, I feel like I do. Activity. But is it... You know, there must be attention deficit and you must have hyperactivity, the two. Yes. So, okay, I have the so two. Okay, so, when you have the two over a period of time, you need to study what are these, what have been your experiences, what are your mm. symptoms, so you yeah. now know, okay, I have ADHD. People self-diagnose doesn't mean you have to take drugs. Sometimes you just know so that you can know how to regulate yourself. At least yeah. you stop judging yourself. Yes. 
that mm. you know you have this thing so what i'm now saying is now to answer your question yeah, yeah. there's now mental mental health what is mental health mental health is to say that food is more like an emotional state yeah. now there's a spectrum right what's the spectrum let's say a spectrum is a range yeah so let's say from point zero being very fine yeah. 10 being Extreme. not good at all yeah. right that's the mental health spectrum i'm just using for an example yeah you can be on zero today being that today is good everything is fantastic there's nothing bothering you at least nothing major everything mm. is fine and i'm just using the example of the mm. child that drowned in a school yeah that went swimming yeah and then the mother gets a call that your child drowned what do you think he took her from it took her from zero yeah. being very good to, to ten, a 10. Mm. or let's not say 10 let's say an eight mm. okay and so why i'm saying this spectrum exists is because everybody is somewhere on the spectrum yeah. you can say today how am i feeling doesn't mean that every single thing you go through in life you go for therapy no no does it mean every single thing you experience you talk to somebody no no but what i'm saying is you need to know when you to seek help when this is getting too much if you are feeling down today you're having a bad day and it's okay sleeping let it go tomorrow you'll be fine but if you have a consistent situation where you are not feeling okay maybe you are feeling anxious or you're having anxiety attacks mm. and it's becoming rampant and it's affecting your daily functioning to the point that at work they are looking for you you understand yeah I, uh, at work your boss can tell something is wrong and this continues Holding it in is not the wisest thing to do. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So of course, some little incidences, and you know, and mental health also is saying that even when I say talk to somebody, it does not mean on every single issue. Yeah. yeah. But what does it cost you to speak on every single issue, really? Yeah. yeah. You know, if you need relief so bad, speak to somebody. If you have a friend, I have a friend that before I became a therapist. <laughs> She will call me over every business matter. My staff ran away. My, as if she will talk about everything. And I realized that she was using me to self-soothe. And it's okay because that's why I'm, I listen. Yeah. And she feels like someone that she can speak on anything with yeah. me. And the moment a matter is, sometimes it's just a little, but I have not looked at this. The other day she called me and said, oh, you know, my staff, you know, there's one staff and she has like given him overdraft, overdraft. And she's like, what's going on here? I said, that's because you're running your business like family. Yeah. If he's entitled to so and so pay, pay him that. Every company has policy. Okay, mm. you can get salary advance of twenty percent of your next salary. Mm. Put in policies and procedures, and everything ends. All this, um, oh, uh, yeah, my wife gave birth to another child. You won't be hearing such things. Yeah. Because that's what big companies do. Yeah. So because you have a small business, does not mean you don't run it like family matter. Mm. And you're like, oh, true, I didn't even think of it that way. You know what? In fact, I'm getting right to it. Mm. It's not a do or die matter. However, she felt like airing it, right? Mm. So I'm saying, whatever you're comfortable with, I'm not saying every issue should be taken to therapy or every issue you should table to your friends, but then don't, when something becomes uncomfortable and you are holding it and you're holding it, I just think it's not worth it. Yeah. 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 Thanks. Thanks for answering that yeah. question. So, Daniel, this yeah. question is for you. How, how is the question <laughs> for me? Yeah, I mean I've I've, 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 I've had I've had situations yeah. where I've had to do that and 
yeah so i i so i understand where she's was i wanted to know i just wanted to know if it was mm. unhealthy okay. really to be yeah, that way not. but then know your limits so that you're not carrying the world on your head and you're just constantly being unhappy you know whatever it is makes you not to sleep well at night yeah. it's worth addressing yeah. you know yeah. yeah all right so am i one of the friends that you call when you're vulnerable yeah 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 you're, oh, you're on that list yeah that's what i just, I just wanted to okay. know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're on that list i mean we talk we 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 have a lot we have a lot of things in common so it's very easy to talk to you than to talk to maybe uh-huh. someone so else or i'm not trying to be emotional or whatever but yeah it's true <laughs> we have a lot in common oh, and i think that makes it easier um if you have a lot in common with somebody where it's yeah. like i like i don't have to struggle to talk to you yeah for instance and i think it's vice versa so yeah i told you it's vice versa okay if it's not it's <laughs> i'm <fine>. joking <laughs> um yeah so in your experience are men more comfortable sharing with a female therapist than male therapists mm. yeah, i can't say hmm. i don't know if they prefer men though i don't know i can't say i can't say Mm. I can't speak on that, but I mean, like I said, my ratio is 7 to 30. Yeah. So, I don't know if it's because I'm female. Yeah. You know, I can't say that men prefer to talk to other men. But I, I believe that men struggle to talk to other men, though. I want to believe that. Yeah. Because they are sharing the same energy. And you don't want another man to look down on you. Mm. Or to think you're um, creepy, yeah. <laughs> so, maybe, I mean, if you trust in the profession, yeah, you don't look at gender. That's what I believe. I do. If you be, uh, if you believe in the profession, you might not look at gender. I do look at and gender. And just feel everybody. What do you... Sorry, the person speaking, is it male or female? Male. Male. I said I do. I male. Do. I do. So you think you prefer to talk to men? No, I prefer to talk to women. I'm... Yeah, I wanted to say that, but then I didn't want to like speak for everybody. But yeah. I just feel like men are comfortable with women. Yeah, I prefer And I, I would believe that a man would struggle talking to another man because he feels that. But then... If he has trust and believe in the person's skills, experience, all of that, I don't think it will be a struggle. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think... Know, you just know that this person knows their job, so I don't think they will judge me, but... Yeah, but I would say, if you have to ask me, maybe they prefer women, maybe. maybe. Yeah, I, I don't, I, and for me, for me personally, I don't think it's a... I don't think it's a thing of... Um, oh, that a man will look down on me if I'm doing therapy with like if i'm if a man if or you just like they just like a woman's compassion i'm just exactly i'm just more comfortable yeah. talking to women mm. than, yeah you know, but guys. yeah that's that's but, another thing that's yeah. another valid point women are more you know that motherly yeah nurturing yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and i think i think women yeah, see... men men will just call your bullshit very quickly yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 women 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 yeah. are very very accepting one and and, I, and, I, and men, they see more if a man is trained believe me yeah you yeah. know empathy is a core value of every therapist you yeah, must yeah. empathize you can't be judgmental you can't be but then you know people's personality also intertwine with some of these things yeah. and so that might make a difference but i believe if you are sticking to the profession um if you're doing everything right what is needed in a therapy mostly number one is your empathy yeah you know your care yeah confidentiality i mean these are things that it's not even education based these are things that if you can have it trust me you're going to have a good session because once you can get your client to be comfortable and feel like they are not being judged i mean people say the craziest things to me and 
you know, they are, they marvel at my non-emotions yeah. in terms of I'm not surprised, I'm yeah. not shining yeah. my eye like what, what did you say, what did you do? Mm. And that's why also as a therapist, you should also take clients and um, cases that fit your personal values. Yeah. Um, as a therapist, generally, you should be able to do anything, Sha. Yeah. But then some people still struggle with the fact that I can't talk to a gay person. Oh. Or I can't talk to a lesbian person. Because you don't so, understand their struggle. Um, you would just rather not take such a client. And that's fine. So from the get-go, don't let them come and then you start judging them. Let them go and say, oh, sorry, this is not my area of expertise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's fair enough. That's that actually very fair. Like, yeah. it's, it, it makes sense why... I mean, I should not be speaking on something I'm not... Um, Exactly, something on. that my face, you just have a stink face the whole time. Like, what yeah. do you mean? Yeah. You are, you are a woman, you are with another woman. I mean, it's not what you don't take yeah. the case if you know that you're strongly cannot stand them or you are strongly against it. Yeah. Is that homophobic? Sorry. Uh, what is homophobic is where you don't like gay people, right? Yeah, it's like you yeah. just, is that homophobic? Like, you, you making that a it's professional possible. thing. Huh. Yes. It's possible, but I mean, that's staying true to yourself anyway. Yeah. You know, that's staying true to yourself. Like for me, you know, one of the areas, as much as I have general training, I do not, um, I do not really like kids therapy to a certain age. Mm. Do you understand? Yeah. I mean, I could do teenager upwards, but then when it's like a seven year old, I just feel they are too fragile for me. Yeah. And I'd rather not take a kid because, um, I can't do all those art therapy, play with them, run on the ground just because they're trying to get information. Mm. I just like people that can get me yeah. um, by just talking rather than the ones that you need to pamper, nurture, and, you know, in order to get them to um, communicate and all that. So, yeah, mm. everybody has their preferences. Yeah. And um, I don't think I'm very great with kids. Mm. Mm. So, I guess, I guess people, ah, I never thought of it like this. So I guess people who are on the spectrum of like uh, maybe they are gay or less, uh, uh, you know, uh, maybe trans or whatever, yeah. they would like they would find it more comfortable speaking to a gay therapist. For but instance. how would they know that? Speaking to a gay? a gay therapist, for but instance. But how would they know? I mean, um, they are, how, in Nigeria, like, I don't know. How would you know, Sha? Yeah, that that would, that you know. yeah on the person put it out there that oh, I'm an LGBT. Being LGBT. Um, being supportive of LGBT does not mean you are gay. You can just support them in terms yeah, of, I don't yeah. judge you guys, I don't discriminate you, know, yes. I accept you for who you are. Mm. Doesn't mean you are gay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So but I'm just it. saying, so, you know, you know, based off, like, your personal um, reservations, basically, that's why you wouldn't take mm. um, su- yes, such clients. Yes. Even I, though, personally, as a person, I have reservations, personally. Yeah, yeah. But. Yeah. It doesn't affect my profession. That's the difference. Some people, they have reservation and they still don't want to be involved. Mm. Yeah. If you get what I mean. Yes. So, yeah. Personally, I won't. But for me, my, my job is your wellness. Don't die. Don't kill yourself. That's my own. Mm. And whatever else. And, you know, be happy. Doesn't mean that, you know, that's one thing we always, you know, okay, now talking about support in terms of one another, not even professionally now. Yeah. Is if your child is... um. No, no, we talk about children. If a person you know is going through something, we mm. feel we can only give them support if we agree with them. Mm. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I was going to speak on that. Like support, yeah. support does not mean I agree. If you are gay, I don't agree. Yeah. Personally. But 
am I going to hurt you? No. No. So giving support does not mean I agree with you. Yeah. Giving support does not mean that's my take. So a person walks into my office and says, oh, I'm pregnant and I'm 17. Oh, I had an abortion. Oh, I had three abortions. I don't support, but I'm not, I, I don't agree, but I support you. Yeah. Do you yeah. get what I mean? Yeah. So supporting a person does not mean you agree with them. So yeah. that's the difference. Yeah. So, so simply because my client is a, has done an abortion does not mean that I, I agree. But then am I not going to help them in the best possible way? I will, mm. even though I don't. And then even in my um, supporting you, then I can make you see it's not the best way. Are there other options you can take? Why do you have to do this all the time? Yeah. Not judgmental, but you know, practically, you can't yeah. put yourself through this every single time. Do you yeah. get what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's how that's what it means. So, you know, in the real sense, in terms of why that's why families and friends are no more supportive of each other, why they feel like until I agree, I cannot support you. Yeah, you understand. Mm. So you don't need to um agree with them. You just can't support. Somebody has done something really messy. Mm. How can I be there for them, even though I know that they messed up? Yeah, that's, that's deep. Yeah, that's deep. Ah, that's deep. That's deep. I like that. Yeah. So in essence, um, all therapists are politicians. Like <laughs> they don't agree, but they support the party. <laughs> yes, yes. That's what you think politicians are. Yes. Yeah, but at, at the surface level. <laughs> yeah, at but you know level. that's what it means. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's good. All right. Yeah. So during couples therapy, what can you say is a common theme with Nigerian couples during therapy? And the common one. A common theme with Nigerian couples during therapy, and are men mm. are men usually reluctant as depicted in the movies, or is it the woman? <laughs> <laughs> and the movies are not exactly wrong. Wow! Uh, okay. Because because men feel there's a perception of therapy; they are going to judge me. Mm. Mm. And you know, there's something about when you know you are guilty already. Yeah. Yeah. So when you know you are guilty, it's almost like, do I need somebody to tell me that I'm guilty? Yeah. Uh-huh. Who is going to, I don't know. Okay, I'll just make a joke now, but I don't know if your podcast will allow me. No, go on. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Go on. Say, who is going to drag Yuli Doche to therapy now? Oh, I know. Exactly. Ah, that was a shot. Exactly. Here. We, we know that. You He's know, not going. You know, so that's what I'm saying, that in terms of People feel it's going to be ju- a judgment, but this is what therapy is. I always tell my clients at the beginning, especially when you have couples, yeah. it, um, I don't support you as the woman, neither do I take sides with you as the man. Yeah. My my uh, loyalty is to your marriage. Yeah. My loyalty is to your relationship. Mm. So it's us look on the left and look on the side and see how can we balance things out. Mm. You know, even though we know you are guilty, we are going to slice, uh, we are going to, you know, gently, yeah, uh, you know, explore and gently make you realize that what you have done is, and you know, therapy is exploration, that's the word. Yeah. Yeah. So we, it's not an advice, do like this, don't do like this. No, that's my work. You use um, therapeutic questioning, which you will arrive at your answer by yourself with your own mouth. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not going to tell you you are wrong. Yeah. You know, we're just going to find a way to communicate that and say, you know, at the end of the day, I, this is my belief. Everybody has a perspective. No matter how somebody has told you a story of my partner, X, Y, Z, trust me, when you sit the other person down, mm. it might not be a huge perspective, but there's always a perspective. 
you know, that somebody has and you get to understand that, yes, somebody might have done something totally wrong in reaction to something they are not happy about. Yeah. You understand? Maybe marry yeah. a second wife because something, something made you unhappy. Mm. But at the end of the day, you know, everybody has a perspective and everybody has a share in the discord or the disunity in the relationship. Mm. So we'll let you weigh, what are your own things? What can you do better? What can you do better? Maybe your action mm. led to a reaction and the reaction was too much for the action. Mm. I mean, you just always find something. And for me, I'm big. When you say marriages, this is my take. Marital error is very plenty. Mm. So two people that have no business being together is the genesis of most marital problems. Mm. So, and second theory for me is unhealed people, generational trauma. Mm, yeah. You are coming from somewhere. You have your baggage. It's not the marriage that is the problem. It's the baggages you are bringing into the mm-hmm. marriage mm-hmm. Yeah. that is the problem. So you are bringing a mentality, a mindset. Um, something happened to me when I was a child. You are bringing that into your marriage that your partner knows nothing about. Yeah. You know, unhealed people coming together. Yeah. Number one is marital error. Number two is people bringing in their past trauma. So that's why I have a premarital bootcamp that I run. You know, it's different. That's why I always tell people my announcement is always it's different from what they are doing in church because church is just going to tell you. Um, the Lord has said, "Husband, love, mm. husband, love your wife. Wife, <laughs> um, husband, love your wife. Respect your husband." Which mm. is biblical, and I'm a Christian, and I believe in all of that. But yeah. I feel like beyond that. Yeah, you need to look back. While a church focuses on forward, you know what yeah. makes marriage work. Do yeah. this, do that. It's almost like a ten commandments of what you need to do and not do. Mm. But um, we don't look back and say, who are these people? How did they meet? What are their values? What families yeah. did they come from? What yeah. did they see growing up? Because the person that was raised in a home where um, there was serious abuse, that's all he knows. I don't care how much how dapper your suit is. That's what yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. And the chances of you repeating what you have not addressed is very high. It's likely, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um, that is that for me in terms of my so marital error and people people bringing in their past trauma. So what are your toxic traits? What are those things in you that you know that is not good? Do you have um, anger issues? Do you have? I mean, what are those things in you that you have not dealt with? Mm. Or some of them you refuse to acknowledge that they exist. And yeah. some of them, my mommy used to do it like this. My daddy used to do it like this. Mm. You know, some of them have never really um, had a model of what a decent marriage looks like. Mm. And therefore, you carry this mentality. Marriage is just, it's just to drop money for my wife mm. and be going. Mm. And, you know, some people, it was social media that trained them. Mm-hmm. So they listen to what uh, people were saying about marriage. Mm-hmm. Even though the marriage has ended. Mm. But that's who they listen to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all you need is money. If you have money, forget love. You know, things yeah, like that. Yeah. If you bring all that mentality, you're going to have trouble. Yeah. So, you know, we need to look back to look forward. That's what I believe. And then you also need to know what are your core values. If your core values do not align, what are we doing together? So now you have all these people that have done, been there, done that, married, born three children. <laughs> and then they come back and mm. say, we have this problem. And then you realize everything is foundational. Everything you're complaining about, about your spouse, it has always been there even before you married him. Yeah. So it's now it's like, okay, marriage doesn't change anything. Wearing a suit, wearing a dress, having a ceremony doesn't change who people are. Yeah. They are already who they are. And, you know, it's hard for one person to change another person. I think psychology is one of the most complex professions ever. It is. But like, is see, so me, me even sitting here, like, for the last hour, so, yeah. like, I'm, like, I'm getting so much game. It's like, 
Yo, there's a lot of things that you like. There's just there's a reason for every action. Everything that you of do, course. there's a there's there's a correlation somewhere. Like there's yeah. a pattern. Like you might not see it, but like it's there. It's, and I've said it before that I don't think I can do like marriage. Like I have to do therapy. Like personal therapy, not couples therapy. Oh so, yeah. So yeah. personal therapy. For me, at the end of the day, you find out that this couple come they want premarital counseling. And for me, I always say the goal here is not for people to marry. You. No. The end game might be both of you will go your separate ways. Facts. Yes. Facts. And I'm okay and, with that. Yeah. And that's that's okay. Because, yeah. You know, at the end of the day, but it's always it's the most unpatronized product, by the way. People don't really come for it. Yeah, mm. true. Yeah, right. Because they feel like everybody just caught up in the euphoria, and that's why it's like big on social media and ended in seven months. You are like, what happened? Yes, nothing no. happened. Mm-hmm. All you needed to do was, you know, the money for one dress, use it for therapy, but you refused. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But now you are changing ten dresses for a wedding that will end in one year. Mm, so yeah, that's like, okay. Yeah, mm, true. So bars, though, bars. <laughs> No, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You're speeding, you're speeding, you're speeding yeah. facts. Facts. That's true. Yeah. So I wanted to ask, this is just a personal question. Mm-hmm. Do you think that um there's anybody that is beyond therapy? Like you can't help the person. Do you think what? Like somebody like a person can be beyond therapy. Like you have d- tried no, everything nobody. and the person can't you can't is help it that the in person. terms of age or their problem. Yes, but yeah, but anything <laughs> like their problem is too much or <laughs> The problem cannot be solved. There's nothing like that. Some people just need extensive therapy. Hmm. So while some people just need three, four sessions, five sessions, one month and they are done or something, some people just need to be in that. And that's one thing I struggle with in Nigeria. People like quick fix. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. People want let's do just this week and next week and are we not okay? Mm. But then you know I'll let you know even if you don't come back I'll let you know that what you're going through is not something you can manage on your own. Yeah. It's something that you need. I mean abroad you see people that say oh I've been in therapy since 2020. This two years ago. Yeah. You know I've been in therapy since so and so, and there's no limit to how much. Ask people on retainership, individuals. Yeah. What do they do? They just debrief. These are important people, by the way. Yeah. Because. They are past that level where they just say every time they can hurry their problem. Yeah. So they are like, I need a place where I can just talk freely because mm. you know my package in the society. I yeah. cannot be spilling my beans to just one random friend or yeah. somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So I need that help. So it's not structured. It can be once a month. Oh, can we talk next weekend? Oh, I would like to you know let's talk next week. Mm. I have that too, where people just debrief basically. Yeah. So every time we're like, so what's the goal? So what's going on? So what's on your mind? And they just feel, and mm. they feel so much relief, and they go back to their lives. Yeah. And so um, now, when you say something is beyond therapy, there's nothing that's beyond therapy. Mm. You know, you can. Um, it's just that you might need extensive because some people have what they are going through. And remember that therapy is in you know the recovery is not a straight road. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not a straight road to recovery. So you just get better, little, little improvements every day. So some people will improve slowly. And over a period of maybe six months, they're like, oh, I feel better. I'm not the same person I was, you know, back then. I mean, things. there are some things that are quite complex, like self-esteem. How do you take away somebody's low self-esteem in two mm. weeks? Mm. That's too do you short. understand? Too it short. takes practice. It takes them experiencing life. It takes them practicing new things, doing... Mm. Um, some exercises takes them, you know, um, 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 exercising what they have learned in real life. So assertiveness. How do you how do you make somebody assertive in a day? You know, so it takes them having situations. Just this morning, I'll tell you. Um, somebody called me and 
it's nothing major so i can feel so yeah, it's nothing okay. serious i said you know i'm working with this okay i'm doing this volunteer work yeah. and i'm overwhelmed mm. and you know i've been telling them no network my there's no light in my area there's this and i said this i told but i said you don't need therapy better contact them saying you want therapy <laughs> I said, but then the person is very young and all that so yeah, i said okay. you don't need therapy let me tell you what you need that's that signal mm. you just need to tell your truth what does that mean yeah tell your truth and say it in the most pleasant way yeah yeah not saying your truth is passive aggressiveness is, aggressiveness is saying um um oh i'm going to call you by 12 i'll say yes but then when 12 comes i call you and you're not picking up mm. you don't really want to pick my call but you don't know how to tell me yeah so you just say you know when she calls by 12 i'll just switch off my phone Mm. I know that sometimes some of these things are personality traits whereby over time we haven't learned it and you know we like to not make people feel bad I don't want them to say this but mm. see if I'm overwhelmed I need to tell you I'm overwhelmed yeah and I said do that send a text right now and say I'm sorry please don't push it I can't yeah there was no question this was all we had to talk about yeah yeah and he solves it so at the end of the day, there are some things that people need to practicalize it. Yeah, yeah. If that's the correct English, yeah. you know, so that they can really see that they can do it. It works. You know, test new things. You know, see what is different. See what is working and what's not working for you. And so because of that, you know, sometimes it's not tangible. We can't put our hands on it, on the things that you're trying to change or you're trying to work on. But you realize that within yourself, you become better. Yes, feel the discomfort. Because telling somebody, no, it's not easy, especially if that's not where you are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. You know, you you feel bad. You But, you know, and then you now come and some people will be like, and they were angry. No, you don't carry people's emotions. Your emotions is not my business. Mm. I've communicated. Mm. Mm. You know? Yeah. So you don't carry people's emotions. And then mm. say, oh, they were not happy. No, there's nobody you set a boundary for that will be happy. Yeah. Mm. Right. so eventually they get it though yeah, you yeah. know and they respect you eventually yeah but until then you will shock them because they are not used to operating with you like that they are used yeah. to stepping over you and getting whatever they want yeah. yeah so some things i don't think anything is above therapy i just feel practice you keep going back and forth you keep going back and forth extensive therapy yeah yeah that's what yeah. i think mm-hmm. and then you might not you might not um I mean, you might not be fully on the other side. That's mm. another thing. Mm-hmm. So you might not get to the point where you are now perfect, but you will thread the path of recovery. Mm. Yeah. So you would be on that path where you are no longer where you used to be. Things are better. They might not be perfect, but things will definitely be better. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. To think that this week I was actually, because when the show started, when we started it, I was talking, I was talking to my co-host about how stressful Mm. my week has been in fact the, this last this the last three weeks has been crazy for me mm-hmm. work wise and you know side hustle um i mean yeah. the podcast like it's just been a lot right and this week yeah. and this week i had more jobs to do more tasks more things to handle more this more uh, it was just it was just yeah. a lot and 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 i and i I think on Thursday, I think on Thursday, on Wednesday, a client reached out to me and was like, okay, now nah, I need you to write this for me, blah, 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 sent me all the documents, but I should go through, blah, blah, blah. And this is somebody I've, like, I always work with, right? So this is not the first time, it's not the second time he's coming to me to help himself. So he trusts me to do the job perfectly. That's why he brings it all the time. But I had to reject mm. him because I had to reject, I had to, like, decline. I was like, you know what? 
I can't do this because the ones I'm handling, I've not even finished them and I'm, I'm not even sure I'm going to meet the deadlines. But you're bringing this one where it's like, okay, I have to meet this. I th- and I told the person I, ca- I couldn't do it. I was like, you know, I'll refer you to someone else who can handle this because I am overwhelmed. Mm. And it, it, start, yeah. it got to a point where, you know how, okay, yeah, I love what I do, but wh- where's the, where's the, wh- where do you reconcile where it's like, your work is, what you love is not becoming a burden. It's not like, oh, I love this so much, but now it's, it's not affecting my health because like, I can't, I'm, I'm somebody who is very hyper-focused and mm-hmm. hyper, like, I, if I do something, I make sure I, I'm like, I finish it to the latter, mm-hmm. right? So I know that if mm-hmm. I take on a job, I'm going to be very obsessed with making sure that job is done and done well before moving to something else. So that, so that me trying to do it, that I had, I had to take that, I had to reject to decline two jobs this week. And two, those two jobs would have given me, given me maybe like 100k. And I just lost that and I gave it to someone else. I was like, you know, I can't do it. Mm. You know what, just... But I realized that me taking on that money is not worth the amount of stress because I'm already... Exactly. Yeah, I, like I'm already stressed. Yeah. Like I wake up, I, exactly. I, I I don't sleep on time. I I've been waking up by five a.m. I've been sleeping by five a.m. throughout this uh, for the last two three weeks. It's been stressful, right? So I just felt like, and then I don't like the money is never what. It's never about the money at this point. It's like I'm I'm just not in the right headspace. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. It's affecting me. I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not as social as I I and as I need to be. That and all those things matter really. Like you think you think about it, why am I not? Those things matter. Those things keep you like sane. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Because I just it's almost like I've been on this wheel, like I'm just working, 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 working. I'm not doing exactly. anything. Exactly. Yeah. So you need to rethink it and say, yeah. my life. Did I come to this world to work and then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I, even yeah. my mom, my mom called me the other day when my mom was like, yeah, you know, moms are very, um, they're very, very, um, they know when something is wrong. You, you never have to say anything. You're like, ah, uh-uh, what is going on? What's talk to me, my son? And I almost wanted to start crying, like, all because... <laughs> but you'd have had a good cry. Yeah, yeah but you. I just told her, she, you made, you made, you made she heard me on the phone, she was like, you know what, come home. Mm. And that's my mom's solution to everything, right? And I love the fact that she wants me to be around. Because like, and me, I was like, okay, you know what, I'm going home. Mm. Because she knows when, like, I'm feeling... She knows when I'm not happy. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? She was like, you know what, just come home. And I, I said, okay, you know what, I'll come home in two weeks. Yeah. Let me wrap up this whole work thing and finish up at least to a point where I know okay yeah I can move and like I'll just go home and spend like a week because I feel like I need to just I need to just chill you know and be like take a break really so yeah I, when you were talking about you know that part I, I kind of it did resonate because it's mm-hmm. something I've been dealing with for the last yeah um, yeah so I agree yeah. So yeah, thank you, thank you very much for that realization <laughs> that I did it because I was feeling bad that I rejected their declined their job. You know, clients will be like, ah, I need you to do this now. I need you to... because when they are exactly. begging, begging so, you to do something, everybody has their limits. Yes, yeah, like you know, one of the funny I things can't. I get is somebody contacting me and say I want therapy, and then the person will be like, okay, okay, I'll send them all the breakdown, everything, and be like, okay, I want it now. I'm like, I don't understand. And did you get <laughs> now? How? How? There's nothing like now because everybody I pre book every client. Yeah. yeah. And so before you came, somebody else came, yeah. right? So yeah. yeah, it has to be priority based. And people are like, no, no, and you know, mm. sometimes you want to throw a little shade, but you're like, I'm a therapist. I like, just be going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because sometimes I'm like your problems are kind now for 10 years cannot wait for 8 hours you get that's what I want to say in my mind yeah. but then I'm like no you don't communicate that way so <laughs> yeah. I understand what you mean yeah, yeah.
all right thank you very much next question okay for next question um the term be a man is one that is used often in society to connote that a man is supposed to be masculine at all times so um over the years that term has been commonly used by women to shame men for being more feminine how much of that derogation contributes to the reasons why men are invulnerable I don't know. I don't know. Mm, a lot of it will contribute um, because I feel like before we were born, it has existed. Mm. You know, where they say be a man, and people have misconstrued uh, masculinity um, for um, being emotionally strong. Yeah. And then, but I feel like every time a person says be a man, that's not what they're talking about. They might not necessarily be talking about the mental part, mm. they might be talking of in terms of certain things. You know, so I'm mm. not saying. I'm not saying be a man is a good phrase, but I'm just saying everybody that uses it is not using it in the context of mental strength. Mm. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. but definitely, I think it affects men and the society. I mean, even other men have not. So, I feel I believe in um, um, leading the way or setting um, examples yeah. or creating yeah. um, a path for other people to work on, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, because I feel that's what parenting is all about. When they say somebody does not have home training, people always think training where they sit you down and tell you what to do. Home training is 30% instructional, 70% do as I do. Yeah. Do you yeah. understand? Yeah. So when they say person doesn't have home training, it's not that they didn't sit you down and tell you certain things, but your kids are watching you. They are like sponges. They're talking yeah. everything that mm-hmm. you do and they repeat. Yeah. Okay, so I feel like if there are more men um, showing other men how it's done or what it means, yeah. and like I work so hard, my dad, my dad was like, "Look at me, mommy always reading, mommy always." And my dad cannot be lazy. I don't know how she wants to do it. You yeah. know why? Because she has never seen that. Yeah. You know, she has never seen a mother that always um, does nothing. I'm very intellectual. That's who I am. Yeah. And she sees that and she knows that I'm always reading, I'm always discussing something, I'm always so I'm not doing it to impress her, that's who I am. Yeah. But I know that what she's taking in as a child, it's not possible that she will end up being that woman who wants to do nothing. And then if you if you are the child that doesn't want to do nothing, no judgment. Maybe that's who you are. Yeah. And you'll find your match whereby okay, maybe there are some men too that don't want that women to do nothing. That's that's okay too. Yeah. So, you know, but I'm saying you know, if there's a clear path whereby other men are showing the younger men how it's done, you know, be a man, you're showing your son what be a man means. Mm-hmm. Be a man means work hard. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you have no emotions. Doesn't mean that you don't say I love you. Doesn't mean that you don't hug and cuddle. That makes yeah. you more, um, that makes, that brings out your emotional side, right? Yeah. You know, I don't know how you guys grew up, but then if you have parents that used to hug you, would say I love you, mm-hmm. doesn't mean, you. that's how you learned to be a man. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. So, and then, so you are strong and vulnerable at the same time. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, I feel like we need, in terms of, yes, that be a man, I don't think it's a word we can scrap. I think people have been using it. But then the only way you can also show the younger ones how to be a man is to also show them all sides of being a man. You understand? Mm. The vulnerable side, Mm. the strong side, the hardworking side, the side that provides and the mm. side that is a gentleman, mm. and the side that is a loving man, mm. and the side that is a sweet man, and I mean, all the sides of being a man. Mm. You're right. You're right. All so, sides. Yeah. Key emphasis, key word is all, all sides. sides of being a man. Yeah. yeah. Yes, all yeah. sides of being a man. You're yeah. right. Absolutely right, man. This is, yeah, this is, yeah. I agree. Um, <laughs> lastly, right, last question we're going to ask. 
how important is therapy for um black men with family trauma and like the effect of abuse at mm. an early age on boys and how that affects them like you know turning into a man really like working in the mental health i'm, I'm sure you, i'm therapy sure for black men for men who you have experienced abuse at an early Sorry, age what you say? men who have experienced abuse at an early age how important is therapy okay. for them? Because therapy, it's a very common um, thing that men don't talk about. For, sorry, you wanted to say something. Let me not cut you off. So I said it's a very, it's a very um, important area. Like abuse is something men don't talk about at an early age. Mm. It's almost like seen as a pride of honors. Like, oh, a boy, a, a, a 13-year-old boy, 12-year-old boy had sex with a lady. And nobody, like a guy, the guy who doesn't yeah. even feel like he was um, sexually was harassed. Abused. Yeah, he wasn't feel like he was sexually yeah. um, abuse or anything so i think it's yeah. part of the fact that um like you said you, you took it out of uh, right out of my mind mouth did the guy did the boy of 12 think he was abused or he thought he was just being a cool guy yeah yeah it's right? a part of honor so that's where the problem is you know knowing that this was abuse mm. and you know like i always say you know i don't want to say i know it's, it's supposed to be a men's show but let me say in general is that you know who are we looking up to? Who is telling us what is what? Do you understand? Mm. It's so important. It's like sex education also. Yeah. People think sex education is for females only. Mm. But males and boys need to also be sex educated according to their age. Okay. Yeah. Sex education comes in stages and phases. So from age 2 to 4, 4 to 6. Yeah. I mean, it's divided into what you should teach a child yeah. at um, every point in time. Mm. Okay? So... Um, which should be done for both boys and girls yeah. so that, you know, also they can know that um, if something happens at a particular age, is abuse, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. especially when your consent is not sought and, you know, you are not of age and all of that, so that mm-hmm. they can really know what it means. Mm-hmm. So because for you to seek help for um, abuse and all of that, it has to come from the, the seeker. Do you mm-hmm. get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nobody is going to... I mean, to go for therapy it has to be something that you decided, oh, I need help for this, or these are the ways that affected me, or these are the ways that I'm feeling from this situation. But if you don't come up with that, how would anybody know you were abused? Mm-hmm. Or how would anybody know that you need therapy? Do you get what I mean? Yes. So, and, you know, now I'm not saying the person that didn't speak up is at fault, but I'm saying also families. What's the kind of families we are creating? Mm. Do we have conversations in the family? Do we talk about things? Is there opportunity to say this happened? Mm. You know, I was talking to a friend recently. I mean, not recently, but a while ago. And she was telling me about how her only brother was abused. And he only told her this year. Mm. And, you know, he's married and everything. Mm. You know, so abused by a family member that came to stay with them. You know, it happens a lot. I hear these stories a lot. And, you know, she said, he only told me this year. And she's just wondering all this while. Yeah. So I'm just like, you know, now, I mean, like what I always also say is that sometimes when a person is abused, the effect, it doesn't affect, everybody does not get the same reaction, right? Mm-hmm. And depending on how the abuse happened, some people, everybody that was molested must not be traumatized. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's not a must that because you were abused, you must be traumatized. Do you understand me? Yeah. So it might be a case of, oh, um, this thing happened and, you know, I don't feel any kind of way or I don't think it happened to me. Okay. I don't think um, it affected me in a lot of ways. But then if you think it did or sometimes I just be sharing about it, it might just be just open your mouth and let go of the secrecy. You know, that might be all you need and all of that. So, yeah, people should 
um, is, I mean, I don't think it's just black men. I think men in general mm. do not speak up because, you know, how do you, I just feel like as a man, there's just a misconception of abuse is only treated for women, not for men or for girls, mm. you know. So if you communicate it maybe to your family, to your loved or your or on your own as an adult, you can always get help, you know, if um, the need arises, yeah. Oh, okay. um, man. Yeah, I wanted to ask. Yeah. At, at what age do you think like sex education should start for children? Mm, I think, in fact, I have a material on that. I used to do sex education at some point. But, mm, okay. Um, I think it's age two. Age two. Yeah. Wow. That's early. That's very early. That's early. And no, but when you say sex education, you know, people mistake it for teaching your children about sex. Yeah. It's not the same thing. Um, sex education means teaching them about sex and sexuality. So it's telling them about body parts. That's part of sex education. Mm. Yeah. You know, what does what is this called? What is that called? Once a child is talking at two, you begin to say, call them um, call their you know, private parts, my breast, mm-hmm. vagina, penis, and things like that. You use the correct words so that you're not using PP or wee you know, <laughs> so that your child, if anything happens, they can say for sure. Yes. What happened? Yeah. There is no missing of words. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, begin to teach them. Don't let you know private parts. You know, it's not for anybody. Nobody touches you except X Y Z. Maybe your mom when she's giving you a bath, or maybe your auntie when she's you know something like that. Yeah. So I mean, every that part is not classified as sex education, but that's part of sex education. So mm-hmm. when you say it's early, it's not early. At least a two-year-old, a three-year-old knows the private parts. So that's yeah. sex education. Yeah. And then as they get older, you begin to expose them to more and more and more. And then by the time they are age, is it 10 or thereabouts, um, you, you just tell them a lot more. Because once a child is um, pre-puberty, already hitting puberty, yeah. they should know everything. Yeah. yeah. Because then when they're getting a period or they're having um, a wet dream and all of that, mm-hmm. they need to know what it means. Yeah. And so, I mean, at that point, you need to let out the whole thing you know this is what it means this is what it's going to mean for you <clears throat> you know don't touch a girl don't touch a boy don't you know all those things you let them know mm-hmm. and you know always the advice is it's better to be over um to be over educated sexually than to be under educated mm-hmm. because when a person wants to rape a five-year-old he's not going to think she doesn't know it's, a, it's not he's not going to think halfway yeah he will go all the way yeah so um, sometimes, I mean, nothing is too much. So if your child stumbles or something and you feel like they are not of age, cook matter than the thing because there's yeah. no point. They already they are already overeducated based on what they saw. Mm. Mm. So I mean, yeah, yeah, you can't overeducate and then you keep reinforcing, reinforcing till they are adults. Mm. Mm. Man, that's that's. Man, this episode has yeah, been very enlightening. This is probably our most enlightening episode. Yes. So far, um, so. Thank you very much, Abolali, for coming on the show. Um, You're welcome. Any last words for any last words? Maybe anything you want to say? Yeah. Uh, closing out. Last words. Last words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with regards to what? I mean, I mean, <laughs> with regards to, to men to, and yeah, their mental yeah, health. Yeah, and yeah. The truth is, the you know, my saying is always: you cannot. Everybody benefits from therapy, mm. and don't be an island. You know, both men and women. And also um, support others because I feel like if each one could support the next person, we are all first 
um, responders when it comes to mental health issues. Mm. You know, it's not when there's a big post of somebody taking their lives that we then start to shout and cry. But then how do we um, treat people when they come and say, my feet hurt? It doesn't have to be big things. Don't rationalize. Yeah. Don't think and say. And then children, especially, I'm very compassionate for children because we always think you have food, you have clothes, you live at home, you don't pay your school fees. Yeah. How can you be struggling? How can you be struggling? Yeah. Mm. You know, everybody struggles. It might be peer pressure in school. It might be, oh, my friend said this about me. I have a child, so I know what it means when she complains about mundane silly things. Mm. But still, I take it seriously and I address it. If she's worried about something, don't overlook and say, oh, these are just childish things. Talk on it. Speak mm. on it. Your kids are listening. Yeah. And they are learning every day. And, you know, let each of us become a support. Mental health will no longer be a thing of shame. Mm. If all of us take it seriously, if all of us acknowledge when somebody is struggling yeah. um, with their mental health, and we're able to lend the shoulder and also direct them to the right quarters. Oh, okay, I can book it. I'm always excited when somebody calls or reaches out to me and say, oh, it's not me, it's my brother, it's not me, it's my friend, it's not me, it's this person. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, we are growing as a society of people who know how to support the other person. Mm-hmm. You know, we might not be able to give them everything, but we know how to direct them. Even people go as far as paying for them. But the only thing I say is, have they agreed to attend? Mm-hmm. And they'll say yes. So if your person has agreed, you can, you can afford to pay. Why not? You know, all of us should be a lending um, ear and shoulder to each one and mm. the world will become a better place world is the world is hard enough and people are struggling with different things we know nothing about so yeah, let's yeah. be kind let's listen let's help yeah. let's support even if we don't agree mm. let's support even if we, that's the tagline yeah. myself. let's support even if we don't agree that's yeah. the tagline i like that thank you very much thank you very much thank for you very much Thank you very much. Thank you very much. We appreciate. Um, usually, uh, when we like uh closing out the show, uh, we like our guest speaking a song. Would you like a song? Do you like any song you like us to play? Sorry, singing a song. Would you no, like us? Uh, no, would you like us to play a song? Play Do you like song. any artists that you maybe probably want to hear? Yeah. Um, yeah okay hope you guys are not averse to gospel music because that's all I listen to. No, it's fine. No, it's, it's, fine. Fine. it's fine. Okay. Um, let me tell you my favorite song mm. okay. to play. Um, hold on. Um, Mighty One by Mavic City. Mighty one, one by Mavic City. City. All okay. right, we'll, we'll put yeah. that in the cut. Yeah, probably the first guest has requested gospel. gospel. Shout okay, out. We need to rethink our guest. <laughs> 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 it's okay. All right. Thank you very much. Thank Abonari. you very much. Um, Alright. Thank then. you very much. Thank you for doing Take this with care. us. Take care. Bye. Bye. Oh man, that was um that was a good conversation. Like I feel like I went to therapy for almost two hours. Yeah. I feel like I, feel <laughs> yeah, like like I was that. thinking throughout the episode. I was like, damn. That's why I feel like this. That's why it's like this. That's why oh man, I like episodes that and and I think I want to feel like when we do episodes like this. Mm our listeners can connect with these kind of episodes these are the episodes that i love to have more yeah yeah i'm saying that these are episodes that are very impactful like somebody listens to this episode right mm-hmm. for the whole the whole time you would really understand why you why you behave the way you behave sometimes yeah True. she broke it down and shout out to her she was very she took her time she broke everything down she was very articulate she like yeah. thank you very much for doing this with us okay thank we appreciate you very much. It. 
Uh, maybe we'll discuss. I mean, we've, we've stretched the episode for too long at this yeah. point. Maybe we'll discuss in detail about all of these things next week. Um, yeah. On the show. Um, so yeah. I mean, Naomi, what was your takeaway from this? Mm. I think my takeaway from it was to support, even if you don't agree. Yeah. Yeah. That's very important. That's emo- that's the height yeah, of because emotional, sometimes emotional we, intelligence. We put like. We put it on the same level. Like yeah. if you don't agree with someone, yeah. you're not going to support them. Yeah. But you can actually support without agreeing with yeah. the person. So yeah. that was one thing that took away from me. Apart from a lot of things that she said. It's a lot of things. Was, I think when you I think when you probably play this playback the episodes, like you find out from I was the, in therapy for Yeah, you you, you will, yeah. There's a lot. I, I got a lot from this one. Of my life. Yeah, I got a lot from this one. So we'll put out we'll put out her um handle and yes. reach out to her on, on IG yeah. and case you probably need therapy or you need information on other things yeah. as far as mental health please please and please why we do these therapy episodes is for people to be able to understand that there are actually therapies in nigeria yeah there are therapists in nigeria that are willing to help that are open yeah you know what i'm saying so like just like how we do with dr naya as well they are the link is in the description below in yeah. the description of this episode so please go check out um yeah. care space ng and please and please reach out if you if you're feeling down you're feeling some type of way you don't have you feel like a lot of things is going on like you please reach out to people who can help and yeah. people like abundantly are they are made for this kind yeah. of jobs okay yeah um so yeah we played the mighty one um by the Maverick Maverick. i like Maverick City anyway they're probably my favorite maybe them and him song maybe but yeah, probably my favorite group. Okay. But yeah, so shout outs, shout outs to Abonale. Uh, we'll see you guys next week for another yeah, banger of an episode. episode. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk more next week. Okay. I think yeah. we stress this one for too long. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be yeah. back next week, guys. We'll be back. And join us during the week as well for bonus EP. Yeah. Uh, of course, we'll be dropping bonus EP um on Wednesday. So yeah. check out for that content as well. Now me, this has been another banger of an episode. Yeah. Signing out, guys. Signing out. Like, share, subscribe. Uh, all the good stuff. Yeah, please hit the bell. Please support our episodes. Please, yeah. all that good stuff. Please share. It's very important you share. Yeah. Okay. You can't just listen to this kind of content. Yes. This kind of content alone. Like somebody, and I think you should for therapy episodes. If you know somebody who's going through something, yeah. I think you should also share this kind of episodes with them as well. It will yeah. be very helpful. Trust yeah. me. You you don't know how much you'll be doing for those for that kind. Of, me, she talking about like randomly just bringing up the whole. Um, distress thing and yeah. you having to say yeah, having to say no Le- yeah. learning to say no because I couldn't say no I, yeah. I'm not the kind of person I can say no yeah. like I don't like saying no right? I love it right so <laughs> it, was, it was sometimes you need to hear yeah. from someone who is a professional and then kind of mm. nudge in the right area but anyway mm. um, next week guys peace signing out yeah one love one love out. guys bye bye